Hey, this is Alan Birch. I'm the founder of CM Prey. If you're wanting to learn how to embrace change and navigate through disruption as a leader, then listen to the Leadership is Changing podcast with my good friend, Dennis Giannoutsos. Welcome to Leadership is Changing. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change. This is taking your leadership to another level by finding the balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsos. Hey, welcome to the show, Leadership is Changing. What we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Leaders everywhere confront similar obstacles because people are people, but everywhere you go, leaders are overwhelmed, disrupted, and under pressure. They run from email to email, meeting to meeting. Many leaders are not changing quick enough, which means they run the risk of becoming irrelevant and being left behind. The purpose of the show is taking our listeners' leadership to another level by finding their balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. I believe we don't have enough effective leaders in the world today, and if we can get the leaders to step up and lead change, then they can inspire real change. Hey, listeners, it's now time to adapt in our fast-moving world, and I have a guest with me today. His name is Alan Birch, and Alan is a senior executive with a broad range of experiences or an experience across a range of industries. After a highly successful corporate career, Alan has started a sustainability consultancy early in 2019. His passion in life is to help people and businesses succeed. He combines his skills in leadership, strategy, communication, and business acumen with his endless energy to help others make their businesses more sustainable. That means growing and protecting economic uh, prosperity, engaging, rewarding, and developing people, and reducing waste to lower our environmental impact. So, Alan, hey, welcome to the show today. Thanks, Dennis. Really great to be here. Yeah, wonderful. Thank you. Hey, so Alan, just a quick, I've given a quick brief on you. Just tell us a little bit more about your background, your experience. Well, I'm a, I'm a Waikato boy. I studied in Hamilton uh, before I moved to Auckland to advance my career. I, I guess originally I was a science guy by training, but I uh, quickly discovered my passion for business when I moved into my first sales role when I was 22. And it's, it's then when I, that I found engaging with people uh, was my true passion and, and skill. That kind of led me through a, a range of leadership roles over the years in New Zealand and Australia and working around Asia-Pac uh, in all sorts of different roles. So, yeah, it's been quite a journey from those early days uh, in Hamilton. Yeah, vet. And tell me, how, how did you get into leadership? Well, I got my first sales manager's job um, in my early 20s, and it just kind of went from there. It seemed to uh, grow organically. Every couple of years, something more got added, and it's over the years, it's been funny as I've had grads or or uh, people just getting started in their careers come to me and say, how do I get ahead? What's the secret? And my usual response to those people is, you've got to, you've got to smash the role you're in. You've really got to do a great job of what you're doing and then broaden it. But don't be afraid once you've uh, you've earned that to ask for more responsibility and show that you're capable of growing. So uh, I firmly believe you need to earn opportunities, uh, but it all starts with you know, doing a great job of what you're already doing. Uh, responsible for. Yeah, nothing like delivering and delivering well and, and executing on what you're actually going to say you're going to do. Yeah. And as you say, smash it and knock it out of the ballpark, as we say, another way of saying it. And uh, yeah. if you do that, then your reputation, your brand, your your all of that gets a lot better and people start to think about, wow, what can this person do for us, which is which is fantastic, right? It's, it's funny how that just seems to happen. People say, oh, I got lucky. 
and and I'm a big believer that that you build, you make your luck, you create luck, and you uh, you do the right things, and uh, you'll get noticed. You know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you'll also get noticed if you don't do things well either. Uh, okay. But you want to get noticed for the right things, right? Yeah, so exactly. For sure. yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Hey, look, you may have many of these, but I, I just want to ask you: Who's your favourite leader? And uh, they, this person could be alive or from history. So, who's your favourite leader, and why? Well, be, because I I I I like telling stories. I I, I think that's a, a great attribute of a leader. I've always I've always admired Steve Jobs. Um, I, I think the way he tells stories, the way he's he was quite a visionary. You know, many of readers books written about him. He may not have been perfect, that's for sure, but he certainly took Apple and all of us to a place that none of us could have imagined. So, just his ability to uh, to, to captivate us and, and tell a story. And I still, I talk a lot to people these days about, um, you know, pitching and presentations and things. And and I still think that launch of the, uh, if anyone wants to ever know anything about how to do a presentation, just watch the launch of the first ever iPhone. I think that was uh, pretty, pretty incredible. So yeah, he, he's uh, someone I've always admired. Okay. And tell us a little bit more about the storytelling. Why, why is that important for us? Doing storytelling or using storytelling, and probably actually doing it very well. Well, why is that important? Yeah, it's it's a it's interesting you raise that. I talk a lot about that with my clients because people are used to talking about communication. What's your communication strategy? And I, I I encourage people in the sustainability world, especially, to think about telling stories because that's how you build engagement for me. And and building it's so critical uh, in, in in all leadership roles, but particularly in the sustainability world where you're trying to bring bring groups of stakeholders along with you, that you can tell a story that that engages people's imaginations or and helps them understand you know what they can do or what you're doing, and be persuasive about the story you're telling. And it doesn't have to be. This is one of the I think the mistakes some people make leaders in sustainability is that they think they need to have all of the solution developed. And my advice to people is to just start telling stories as soon as you've got them available, provided it's part of a broader plan and you know where you're headed. Bring people along, be authentic and, and share your stories uh, as soon as you can. And that applies to leadership. People will will uh, follow you for sure if you show your authentic, natural self and, and have the confidence, even if you're not perfect, to Tell us, tell some stories. So yeah, I think it's an underrated skill that that we all need to do more of. Yeah, and I like like how you talk about the authentic side of things because I think you know people can start telling stories, but I mean, there's stories and there's stories. I mean, if you're authentic, yeah. that's great because people can see right through if you're not being authentic. Um, but I really like it. So build, tell stories to build engagement. So engaging people in their imagination. And um, I know that, you know, even when we're kids or even if those who have got kids, they love to hear stories. And so why? I mean, I think it's, a, it's taking them on that emotional journey. is taking oh. them on a journey. Yeah. And if we can connect people that way, it's fantastic. You think you think about in a social situation that the friends or people you meet who are the most interesting for you to be with, they're the, they're the ones that are the storytellers, you know, sitting around yes. having a beer or sitting, you know, all the social time, this time of the year, it's the storytellers that have the people standing around listening to them. So it's it's really cool. I, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's an art, as, uh, as Alan's saying, team. And um, so get really good at it and uh, and utilize it. I don't I don't think it will be like within five minutes you could probably have it done perfectly. But, you know, you've got to start somewhere. And as Alan's saying, start telling the story and, and practice at it because I think it's a very, very important skill for sure. Yeah. So, Alan, the show is called Leadership is Changing. Uh, when I say that 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 title or that statement, what, what does that mean for you? Yeah, we're not – I think – 
you're right, it is changing, although it's kind of changing and it's not, I think, in some ways. You know, you hear a lot about the speed of technology and how that's influencing our lives now, you know, uh, sustainability, obviously. Health and safety, especially mental health, are all putting demands on leaders now. Those things are moving much faster. However, I really think the essence of being a leader hasn't changed that much. Um, Connecting with people, caring about them, and and I think really caring about people. And there's one thing to say it, there's another thing to actually you know, go and talk to people and ask them face to face, you know, what matters in your life right now? Really care about them. Making the tough calls. Uh, We've been able to weed through, this has come through quite a bit for me over my career, being able to weed through the issues and make things simple. You know, if you can get your strategy, I'm a big fan of getting your strategy on one page. And I talk to, in the sustainability world, people about businesses about creating a framework and a sustainability framework if you can't tell your 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 story or your strategy or your your uh, your program in one page i think you've got to go back and reflect so so you know connecting with people really caring making tough calls simplifying things i think that's that's what really counts and it will enable you to cope with change um, really effectively yeah that's good and you know as you're saying sharing that with people is really good because I think, you know, if we can do that really well to storytelling and being able to help people understand where they're going uh, and communicating really well, that's where you can engage with them, that's when they can act on things and get action happening and that's when they can commit to the story, right? So um, yeah, yeah. To, to, to things as we do that and I know that it's what you do in your business side of things as well, that you, mm-hmm. you take clients through that to make sure they do that for sure. Um, which is really interesting to see. And, you know, as you said, there is a lot of stuff changing, but some of it isn't. So there's a lot, probably another way of maybe saying it is there's a lot more focus in different areas. Sustainability is one, and we're talking about the environmental side, but it's also probably sustainability of an organisation too. Would that, would that be true? Yeah. Yeah, people, when you when you first talk to, to companies about sustainability, people, I think, naturally think about the environmental side of it, but uh, if COVID's taught us nothing this year, it's that social huh. sustainability is super critical, right? We do have to take mm. care of the planet. That's, that hasn't gone away, and, and many people haven't, many companies haven't started on that journey, uh, but the social side of things is really top of mind with the, the, the trauma and that people have been through and just the anxiety and the demands on mental health. Um, I think it's pretty critical, but... Uh, I'm also ultimately a, a commercial guy at heart, and if you if you don't secure the economic sustainability of the business, then you don't you can't create that ability to to do those other things effectively. And actually, I was at the Sustainable Business Awards last week, and we talked a bit about this sort of thing amongst the group. And and yeah, if you don't secure your economic future, uh, you don't really create a platform to to do those other mm. things and take care of people. So it's about balance these days. It's about um, getting uh, all three aspects of sustainability balanced and it hasn't always been like that. Yeah, cool. So secure the economic future to help give you a platform to go out there and influence and do what you need to go and do yeah. possibly. Yeah. So it's good. Exactly. Yeah. Very good. Hey, so how is your business, you know, you talk about COVID and pandemics and things like that, but there's other things obviously happening around the world and change. Yeah. Uh, how is your business or industry change and what demand has that put on you? Yeah, I, I just reflected on the last few things I've done in the last couple of years. And if I reflect back to my most recent corporate role, which was in the packaging industry, it's things have really, you know, you can imagine being in an industry where you sell packaging and suddenly sustainability is a big thing. Everybody wants to have a crack at you. So that's put a, that the people's attitudes and social media uh, has really, really ramped up on that as an industry and, and forced businesses to really focus on the core of what they provide, really understanding the value they create. And that's a skill in it 
itself is to be able to distill the value that you create for your, for your customers and for the community. It's been really tough for many, but COVID in a weird way has, uh, even though it's put a lot of pressure on, uh, has actually helped a lot of people in the packaging industry because it's helped certain aspects. Some industries, some parts of that industry have grown dramatically. And so that's created a lot of revenue that maybe wasn't anticipated. Now I'm in that sustainability space. Uh, as an industry, it's it's growing, growing very quickly. It's almost like mm-hmm. not quite in its infancy, but it's still, uh, it's it's not really mainstream. You know, the, the big A-list companies are doing it, but now that's filtering down to others as companies understand um, how they impact society, the planet, um, and how they might need to transform. And I think the tip for leaders going through that is, to be able to think in a balanced way because if they can't they'll get left in the dust and um you just hear that again and again and and, and, it, and it isn't mainstream yet i think people think sustainability is i don't really think for, for every company it is but it, but it will become it will become mainstream and, and leaders will need to adapt to to, to be successful mm. and when do you say it's not mainstream yet what, what sort of uh, and I know you're saying maybe a little bit in the infancy, but what's taken the time for it to become more mature? What's what's sort of been yeah, holding I, it back a bit? I think it's. I think for 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 a lot of businesses, they they think so. Less so maybe now, but certainly over the last you know three or four years, it's a bit of a project or it's a it's a it's an exercise we've got to go through to to uh, do our sustainability project. But the good companies now are realizing that actually it's not a project, it's the way we run our business, it's the way we, right. the way we behave, it's the way we do everything, it's embedded in our culture, and, and that's how we do that's how we do everything. And it's a little bit it's a little bit like Law of the Jungle, you know. If your if your um, largest customers are pushing down on you to conform and, 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 and do those sorts of things, then you adapt and you and if you want to be successful and survive. Then you, you you adapt and and so I think you know as I hear more about I I, I working with a client um, uh, last week who, who's got an audit coming up from one of their largest uh, customers last year the sustainability element of the audit was two percent this year it's weighted at fifteen percent so wow. that that just shows you um, you know uh, publicly listed companies are, are having to conform and, and do a lot more themselves and and and, and they can only do that through collaboration and, and, right. and they've got to work with their vendors so i think it's 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 moving moving quite quickly now yeah and i really like what you said before i mean it's for some people it might be a check a tick in the box but you know i think what you're saying is that people are starting to realize that businesses it's it's a way of doing business it's becoming a becoming and that's really important for everybody for sure yeah yeah, yeah. embedding it in your culture i think that's that that's the thing nice yeah, nice. Very good. Hey, if there's one thing that you could change in business as a leader today, what what would that one thing be? Oh, okay. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know if there's, I don't know if I if I'd change something. I think there's a case of, if, if I think through the, the the organizations I work with and the ones that are successful or the leaders who I who I like, I think doing more of something rather than maybe changing so much. So. Um, the the best ones I, I the best you know exec teams that I work with are really good at empowering inspiring their people so creating something for and it's a cliche I know I almost shouldn't say but you know it's a bit of a cliche to say oh you you know if you if you empower people and then inspire them they will do great things but I've just seen it so many times that it that it's so true but you've got to do that holding to account as well so um, you know more of that. And 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 I've said this a few times, but more of the caring too, more of the um, 
understanding what makes people tick and what's happening in their family lives and and um, yeah, there's yeah probably you know do more of something rather than stop doing something else. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. So do more of it. Yeah, and the other thing too, I like what you're saying there is as well as about empower and inspire people to to do go on to do great things with the combination of um, more care for people. It's a pretty mm. strong combination that. that it is. Free. Yeah, yeah. I've I found over the years, I you know you learn the hard way sometimes. You know, to create the strategy and then you go, why why does everybody know what it is? You know, I vividly remember a few years ago with same thing. We had a we had a strategy and we talked about it with people regularly, but they just didn't understand. And it's like, you know, it's not them, you dumbass. It's you. You're not telling. You know, you're not <laughs> telling the story in the right way. And and in one role I had, we started doing, you know, monthly staff breakfasts that were voluntary, but everybody used to come and they just, we, we just told story every month of what we were achieving and what we were working on. And eventually the engagement scores were really strong and it was like, oh, okay, that's how you do it, right? <laughs> you talk to people and you listen to them and you have, you increase your frequency and yeah, and that's that's what um, a mentor of mine always says is that you know everyone can communicate, few can connect, and it's the connecting piece, yeah, which true. is the storytelling that actually helps you do that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And as you say, a lot of people don't get the strategy of an organisation. I, I would say that it's on a beautiful A4 and A3 piece of paper, and it's sitting up there on the wall in the in the cafe area, or where you go and get your tea and your coffee, and you know for, it's in front of everybody, and then they wonder why it's not actually happening. And I go, well. It's because, A, you're not telling the, the story, as you're saying, Alan, and the other one is that you're not consistently telling the story. Correct. Yep. And if you're consistently telling the story and bringing it to life, so if I'm a, if I'm doing a certain job at a desk, well, then how does my job play into the, 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 the bigger picture, the strategy? And if I don't get it, then I don't know. But most leaders don't know, so that's why they're not talking about it and they're not sharing the story. Is, is that what you find? Absolutely. Absolutely. You've summed it up brilliantly. I think if you don't, you know, the, one of the epiphany moments for me was when I was talking to someone in a uh, manufacturing services function and they said oh, I've got all these projects and I'm not sure how I key into the strategy how that the, what I'm doing will help us execute and I'm like what really and I just realized that I hadn't connected connected them to it so we changed things and that helped and I yeah you've got to the, you know, the, I'm no advertising guru, but you know that there's a there's a reach and there's a frequency thing in advertising, and it, I think the same thing applies to leadership. You know, stay. Mm. You know, you've got to you've got to repeat the message over, and, but make the message connectable. It's not get out of your corporate speak. There was a good quote that Norman Schwarzkopf had about if I had a choice between someone that had great strategy and great character skills, I'd leave behind the strategy every time. I'll take the character, and it's Beautiful. quite yeah, it's quite cool. I quite like that. Um, it, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's great. Yeah, very good. Take leave the strategy behind. Take the take the culture, the character. Actually, is, is what you said, right? So that's really good. Yeah, very good. Hey, um, so employees, how how are employees' expectations of leaders change as you're working through your business, mm. but also looking at other businesses too? Are you noticing that there are their expectations of leaders changing at all? Yeah, I, I think I think they are, and I and I and I kind of as I reflect on reflect on that. I think you have to be a little bit careful that you <laughs> you, you adjust your lens to whichever uh, group of employees you think about. But certainly, uh, the young I think the the um, you know under twenties and the twenties to forties um, are, are living in a different world um, that's a bit more fast paced. Um, I think people want to be want to move through the business faster. Uh, they want more flexibility. That's the social side of things coming through. They're more clued into sustainability. I had that. I, I was helping a client 
do some recruiting a few weeks ago and the recruiter said, what's your client's sustainability profile? And I said, what? And he goes, well, people ask that when they apply for jobs now. Maybe, maybe people are more are less thinking about building a long-term career and more mm. thinking about how do I build a connection with an, with an organisation that where I can go and make a difference or where I can contribute. And, the, and you know, the whole concept of the gig economy, I think, is, uh, is perhaps changing um, employees' expectations because they're not so worried about, you know, shorter engagements. They, they, they back themselves can, and, and can move, you know, to different roles. You know, that's not the same for everybody, but, but certainly I think things have changed in the last you know, 10 years in terms of expectations. Mm, spot on, yeah, and, I, and it's really, really good what you're saying there in, in relation to, you know, they might not be in there for a 10, 15, 20, 30-year career, but they're going to go in there and whatever they're going to go and do, two years, 18 months, three years, they're going to mm. make massive impact. That's what they want to do. But when they go into an organisation and they don't see that, they don't see the, the purpose or the ability to make that impact, what do they do? Yeah, well, that's when you get that disconnect, right? You lose engagement, you lose that extra bit of discretionary effort that they can bring to the table, and if you don't fix it, then you lose them. Yeah, and and, and, and if you don't have well, if you don't have that extra, if you don't, you know, everyone comes to work every day. Most pretty much everyone comes to work to do a good job. Uh, highly engaged people come and give you another ten or fifteen percent, and and so if you if you can build that engagement then, you know, as an organisation, uh, it's a more rewarding place to be and the organisation will do better too, so. Well, there's a clue there for leaders. You yeah. engage well with your employees, you'll get 10 to 15% more out of them. So uh, be smart and look at that yeah. for sure. Yeah, that's very good. Hey, so what makes a leader successful today in this fast-paced, ever-changing world? Well, I guess like I've said a couple of times, I think simplify things, you know, you know, be an integrator. Listen, listen to a range of different views from across the business, but be able to simplify things. That caring thing. Share yourself, as I said before. Be authentic, and and listen. I think those are the those are those are for me uh, some key things. And and I and I have it. And I sound like a Norman Schwarzkopf buddy, but but anyway, <laughs> I heard him speak years ago, and there's one quote that really stuck with me. And and he said words to the effect of, "The truth of the matter is, you always know what the right thing is to do." The hard part is doing it, and and if you think about it, many many leadership situations, when faced with tough challenges, your gut will tell you every time what is the right thing to do. The trick is having the courage to do it, having yep. have actually been able to back yourself. And if you and if you if you do the right thing, tell your story, and the rest is done right, people will follow you. So I think um, you know some of those some of those uh, well trodden attributes are still are still relevant now. Yeah, and, I, and Alan, I've seen a lot of leaders of the last the last couple of years who are coming out of senior roles and that, and they're looking at moving on, and they've gone, you know what, the last 12 months, 18 months, I've actually been bored, but they actually haven't gone out there and listened to their gut. They haven't gone out there and done things because they haven't been courageous. And then a, a, a major change happens in the organisation, so it sort of forces them to go out and do it, yeah. and it puts them in a situation whereby they've got to go and do it. Now, for some of them, they want to slot straight bang into another role and make it easy, or they might want to just take a different role within the organisation that they where their role's been disestablished. Mm, that's all good. But I always just always question, mm, are we going to get the best of you? Is the world, is the organisation, the country mm. going to get the best out of you if you're not moving on? And I think, uh, as you said in that quote, it's doing it. That's the hard part, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Being honest with yourself. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think that sometimes we do need to have those conversations with ourselves in the mirror and, and just 
be honest with ourselves for sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, very, very much so. Here's an interesting one for you, and I, and I know you're in that sustainability space, so this would be really quite cool to listen to. If I got your crystal ball out, hmm. where do you see leadership being in five years? Hmm. <laughs> well, let's hope we don't have another COVID in that time, and might be easier to predict. Um, I, I think that I think the social, I, I think the, the the planet stuff is it's just a, is a, is a non-negotiable now. Everybody knows that that we've got to respond there. I think I think the big change from a leadership perspective will probably come in that in the social space with um, more diverse workforces. You know, I, re- I read over the weekend that that Progressive have set themselves a 2025 goal of how having um, uh, 25 of their 25% of their workforce either Maori or Pacifica in in uh, management management roles. And so that sort of leadership, I think, is the sort of stuff we will see in the future. More diverse, uh, more representative uh, workforces, more diverse leadership teams, uh, maybe younger leadership teams potentially as well, because we've got quite a skew of uh, with millennials and and is it Gen Zs that are the younger ones now? You know, there's like I read somewhere two two billion people in the world this year, age twenty years and younger. So, you know, they're all coming. They're all going to get qualified and come out and have expectations. And so, I think there'll be a lot of uh, exciting, really exciting, young talent um, entering our leadership teams that just have an expectation of uh, social sustainability being top of mind. So I think that's going to be challenging for a lot of people, a lot of businesses to adapt to, but the ones that do it well will um, will really prosper. Yeah, cool. And, and the younger ones coming into the leadership side of things, what, what do we have who are probably more at the other end of our career, who are more experienced and things like that? What responsibility would they have in actually making sure that they set people up for success and all that and those the younger ones coming through. What, what do you think should happen there? Yeah, I, 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 in my role where I've had grads, I've always kept the grads reporting to me because I, I've got a passion for you know helping young people be successful. And I think you you owe it to your to your younger people to really hold their hand and nurture them to successfully into organisations so that so they can deliver. Because often the reality is they don't know how to work. You know, they they've come out of you know educational yeah. back. That's all they've seen. And you've got to teach them good good habits. Nothing beats uh, nothing beats intuition, and uh, that comes from experience. And often, you know, if you if you haven't got a lot of experience, I, I think you know your 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 intuition can can be a little bit off. But you've got to let people make mistakes and, and develop. So I think I think our business that has a really good combination of experience and then youth young leaders. Is, is the ideal setup. I've got a client, I was just there workshopping with them this morning and it's a private business and the board has got uh, two people in their 20s who happen to be sons of the founder and uh, they bring a really nice balance and you can see how that business is benefiting from them asking questions that other people wouldn't think to ask because it was, you know, it's, there's, there's a certain, you know, innocence about what they're doing and it's just brilliant, you know, it's so yeah. to have that, have that chat. But leaders have to be, it's more experienced leaders have to be prepared to be challenged. They have to be, they've got to let their guard down and be authentic so that the younger, that the the others can prosper because you don't want to come across as a leader who thinks I'm I'm open and accessible, but my body language says I'm not or my my behavior or my tone says I'm not. So yeah, you you, you absolutely got to be authentic and approachable for for the the, uh, emerging talent to to, to Mm. flourish. 
Yeah, definitely. And I love to see the leaders actually are being a little bit more, as you say, authentic. Vulnerable could be another word that we yes. might might use there too. So then we relate to them uh, as well. But you know, being open to learn because if they did, they you know might be some there might be some wonderful things that can happen and oh, be some yeah. wonderful shifts happening within their organisations too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't make yourself but a, a dinosaur. You know. Yeah, and I think that's why I say in my opening here in, in the uh, actual podcast, right, so many leaders are not changing quick enough, and I think a lot of businesses aren't changing quick enough, which means they run the risk of becoming irrelevant and being left behind, and that's, yeah, that's absolutely. Uh, the essence here. Okay. Alan, hey, thank you for joining us on the show today. If our listeners are wanting to get hold of you, where should they go? Look, the bit, probably the easiest way to get hold of me is through LinkedIn, um, uh, Alan Birch so just track me down there and send me a LinkedIn request um, and yeah love to catch up with people if anybody wants uh, wants to have a, have a coffee or a sandwich then by all means you know let me know and I'm, I'd love to uh, you know share some experience and, and, and have a chat and I think you're going to if you are uh, going to put a link up somewhere that you can with my email address or the company website too so yeah love to love to connect with some people Excellent. Well done. Alan, hey, once again, thank you for joining us on the show today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Awesome. What we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Change is incredibly scary, especially with the unknown and the unfamiliar territory. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing. Look out for the episodes as they've been uh, released. Download them, have a listen, put a review, a rating. And the other thing too is that share that with your network, your family, your friends. If there's any feedback you'd like to give me on the show, or if there's a uh, question you'd like to ask me to ask my guests as I interview them, or if there's a question on the Ask Dennis episode, feel free to send me an email, dennis at leadingchangepartners.com. Hey, listeners, don't forget on Facebook right now, there is the Leadership is Changing group, which is a community where you can join, and that's where we share insights, uh, thoughts, and uh, information around leading and change and so forth. All right, uh, listeners, it's great to be with you on the show again. Until next time, bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leadership is Changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change, inspiring executives and leaders to adapt and lead a bigger game in a fast-moving world. 